0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business.
1: Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross.
0: And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 286, brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. And my guest today says, every decision counts. Take ownership of your thoughts and your actions each and every day now joining me on today's show is michelle williams michelle is a sought after or she is sought after for her ability to easily explain complex business principles and processes in a simple straightforward way with a variety of backgrounds working in small medium and large businesses michelle has a great grasp on the scalability factors that are essential to growing a business as a certified profit first professional michelle strives to help creative business owners focus on the financial health and profitability of their companies and she believes that each choice is a step towards or away from profitability. Now on today's show Michelle is going to share that nothing is wasted ever. God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. She's going to talk about where we begin is not where we have to end as well as each day is an opportunity to become who we were meant to be, live intentionally, love God, love people. Welcome to the show Michelle hi thank you so much for having me so glad you're coming on the show to talk about this particular topic particularly around building um, profitable business because something that I have read over and over again when it comes to women in business uh, and of course this is a general statement but a lot of women that I speak to they say when I look at my finances it's just gobbledygook to me and no one's able to explain it to me or being able to explain it to me in a way that I can understand so I love that you're able to take complex business principles, processes, all of that, and and explain it in a simple, straightforward way. How did you get into this business?
2: It's kind of funny. So it kind of goes back to my comment about how God wastes nothing, right? He uses everything. And um, if we were to go back a few years, quite a few years, but we're not going to count them, right? So we're just going to flash back. (laughs) Um, I wanted to... At first I thought I wanted to be a teacher and then I thought they didn't make enough. This was back when I was a little girl. Then I thought I wanted to be an accountant. Then I thought, well, they didn't have enough of a social life. So, you know, just these crazy ideas in my mind. Anyway, I went to college, thought it was going to be accountant, switched my degree, um, went into information systems, Mm -hmm. graduated, went on to work for Dun & Bradstreet software and built financial software for 10 years. Well, After 10 years, um, our company was bought out multiple times. And the last time we were bought out, my division was cut. And so I came home and started raising my children. And at that time, they were like two and four. Mm -hmm. And I started doing a creative business in my home. And then I didn't make any money. I was one of those women that you said called you, which is kind of weird when I had a business degree and worked in accounting and built software. But I didn't really think about it when I was kind of taking my passion to create a business. I was focused so much on the passion and the expression of that and yeah. serving my clients and doing things for people that I didn't stop and look at the financial aspect. And so I had a really big aha moment when I realized that where where I was trying, I was telling myself that I was kind of bringing money in to help the family mm-hmm. when I was really costing the family money and time away from me for me to serve a luxury client yes and so i had to have like a really big moment of Mm. just truth that this was not good yeah and so fast forward long story short i started learning and really teaching how to scale from big business which is what i had been doing in corporate Mm -hmm. down to almost that micro business level and i see that very often that people don't take the big business principles We don't know how to scale them down to one, two, three people, businesses. Mm. So I started doing that, learning it, teaching it. And then I found the profit first book. I called up profit first. I'm like, I've been teaching this. And it just was a natural progression for me to move in to, um, really helping the creative business owners do it all kind of mix it all together. But the reason I say God didn't waste anything is I I now teach accounting, which
0: is not lost on me.
2: Mm, So I think that's kind of funny.
0: Yes. And I think so many of us can relate to your story. You know, you start a business, particularly in the creative aspect, we bring a lot of our passions to that. And, uh, you know, consequences that we generate income for some of us, you know, and, and having gone through that yourself and realizing, you know, I can do both. And I think as business owners, we need to weigh up the fact that when we are generating income, and it's an exchange of our time or product, if we're creating a product and selling that, um, as we're good stewards of all of that, and, and in our business, all of even the finances, that when we generate income because that whole money aspect can be a whole you know topic on its own we can then provide for our family but then we can also fund other projects on a global basis so I think you know as business owners sometimes yes we do need to shift our thinking around profits And generating that income so when you had that big aha and you started to realize okay I worked in bigger businesses how is that relevant and what can I learn and apply to smaller businesses if you could give us a bit of an outline what would that be because I think this is going to be so helpful and this is this really beautifully speaks into nothing is wasted ever if we're at the stage in our business in 2018 thinking about 2019 thinking okay uh, I need to do things a bit differently. So what are some of the things that we need to start looking at and having implemented so that we can build profitable businesses that we can scale? Sure. So some things I think are are very
2: um, external to us. So I started thinking to myself, for example, let's, let's talk about the external, then we'll talk about the internal. Yeah. So for the external, what I looked at was what did the businesses that I admired, what did they have in place that made them a great business? Mm. And what I realized is because I was having a creative business, it was home-based, there was so much flexibility, if you will, that it was almost too flexible. Right. And so I started looking because then people could drop their child off and can, my kid complain, play and can you do this and can you do that? So my time was being misused in some ways. I wasn't being a great steward of the time in my business and the time in my home. Mm-hmm. It was being very confused. Mm-hmm. And that was my own issue, right? I mean, I can't, that's nobody's else's issue, but mine. Yeah. But I realized that what I had started to be flexible actually was hurting me with that flexibility. So I started putting some boundaries in place and realizing that those didn't mean that I wasn't being a good friend or business person or that I wasn't serving my client, it actually put me in a position to serve them better. Because here are my stated hours. And then when I was being a a business owner, I could be a business owner. And when I was mom and wife, I could be mom and wife. Because I always felt this pull that when I was a business owner, I must be doing a terrible job at mom and wife. And when I was mom and wife, I must be a terrible business owner. And so just kind of creating the same separation of the two that my husband was able to have by getting up and going to the office that that did a lot for me the second thing I did was I really started thinking about why am I doing what I'm doing what Mm -hmm. is my main purpose what is the big goal I'm a fan of Simon Sinek's why Mm -hmm. but I'm also a big fan of just knowing that God created each of us with a purpose and so what was that purpose and was I working to um, I, I would say, share that purpose with the world. Now, it may show up, as you said, in different products and services, but why did I really, why was I driven to do this? And then I went through another external exercise. What were my values and what were the things that I would not compromise on in my business? And I also did my strengths finder, the finder 2.0. So how mm-hmm. did God make me? I, I am a firm believer that because we are all unique and that we were created, right? Mm-hmm. That we were known in our mother's womb, that we were created with gifts and talents and abilities. And those were what we can use to honor him because our whole goal in life as believers is just to glorify the father. I mean, it sounds simple and that's really all that it is just glorify him by using every resource he's given us. And so I kind of had to come face to face with what were my resources. Then if you move it Anne Marie into the more internal What were the mindsets that were holding me back from being the business that I wanted to be? Mm -hmm. And part of it was around that money conversation, that, that idea that women primarily are nurturers and givers. Mm -hmm. We had been taught, I had been taught ministry and um, sharing from a very young age, Mm -hmm. you give out of your abundance and all of that is true. But there's also this line that says, "I, I am working to provide for my family and my first first mission field is my husband and my children. And if I'm not bringing home money that I'm working hard for to take care of them, and we're on some type of welfare or assistance so that I can help somebody else, there's something off balance Mm. with that. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to the Proverbs 31 woman, and it talks about her, you know, she's taking care of her family, but she is, it says in there that she made a profit. She took care of the fields. She buys and sells and trades and she does these things. So she has to be profitable outside of her own home Mm -hmm. because it says her children rise up and call her blessed and her husband is um, respected at the city gate. And so when I started looking at all of that, it really gave me the freedom to identify that value exchange, not only my time, but my knowledge, my expertise, all of it what am I doing? The value that I'm bringing, what is the exchange worth in monetary means? Mm-hmm. And then how can I run a business with integrity and that has boundaries so that I can be fully mom and wife and fully business owner. Yeah. And it's not an easy balance and I don't mean to say it as if it's just a magical one, two, three, because that's not the way it happens, but it took a lot of intentional introspection, Mm -hmm. on what was I not doing? What was I doing that was more hobbyist than business? but calling myself a business.
0: Yes. You know, I can relate to all of those things that you mentioned. And I think, you know, often when we don't get intentional, our attention can be dragged different ways, depending on what we're reading, what we're listening to and so forth. But when we do get intentional, we do have a vision, we do have a goal. And we, you know, we encourage even in the Bible, write it down, you know, without a vision, you will perish. So what were some of the things that you started to do differently And and then what are the noticeable differences? Because, and this will segue beautifully into the next point, where we begin is not where we have to end. So often we can get discouraged when we realise where we're at and where we want to be. And there's a bit of a gap there. But I think when, and you're obviously going to speak into that, some of the insights that you've learned, because it is a journey, as you've said. But take us through that, because I think that's going to be so valuable for many people who are listening and watching today. So the first thing
2: I did is exactly what you said. I started writing it down mm. and I even wrote down um, my mission, my vision, short-term goals. I mean, anything that I could think of to write down yeah. that was business related, I wrote it because it takes on, in and, and my experience, a different power when it's written because it almost becomes separate from me. Yeah. And so then it gives me, you know how it talks about building a house and you build it on solid ground, not on shifting sand. Mm-hmm. Well, once I had written it, it became solid. Yeah. Became grounding for me, and so then I started looking at where are there holes in my foundation,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then let me plug the holes. So for me, it re- it was things that like I needed to set up that my business that I was in work by at the time my children were young. Mm-hmm. They were I think they were starting into elementary school. So it was, I'm starting work by nine and I'm gonna end by two o'clock when I have to go get back in carpool. Mm-hmm. And so between nine and two, I'm not going out to lunch with my friends. I'm not gonna run into a PTA meeting. I'm not gonna put on a load of laundry. I am going to work. Mm-hmm. Before nine, I'm free to do household things. After two, I'm free to do household things. But really writing down on paper that I had to be focused. I also had worked it out with my husband. Because some of the things I did was go into people's homes. I was working in the interior design field, which meant that I might need to do a few nights or a few weekends, Saturday morning appointments. So he and I spoke about how could we work that out in our family. So I had literal times that I could document that I could work. And then my goal was to not be distracted during that time so that Mm -hmm. I could actually get the work done. Then I could calendar it. Mm -hmm. So once I kind of got that piece figured out, I started to understand the value that I was bringing. If nothing else, they were out on the tennis courts. Surely me not being on the tennis courts working was worth something. Mm -hmm. And then just telling myself that I had the right to charge what I needed to charge to be fair and reasonable to me and to that client. So that I would be sustainable as a business the next time they came. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I did. I wrote everything down. And then I just kept looking at it, looking at it and holding to those boundaries. And and Marie, they grow, right? So when you first, I I talk about it like putting a, you know, when a child is little, we put them in a playpen. Mm -hmm. We keep them confined. And when they grow, we expand the space that they can play in. We would never let our little three-year-old out in our huge backyard, a huge expanse without a boundary of protection. Mm -hmm. And I look at those types of boundaries in my business as protecting the business and protecting Mm -hmm. me personally and protecting my client. They know what to expect, the rules of the game, here's what we're playing, here's what we're playing, and Mm -hmm. here's how it's going to end up. So even just having those thoughts were were new and different to mm-hmm. me. What what was what was I expecting of myself and then of my client? And then I shared it with them. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can expect. Here's when I work, just very upfront about all the I guess the mechanics yes. of how I did it. And interestingly, once I changed those things, the mindset
0: mindset starts shifting with it. Mm. Yes, it's powerful because once you have those mindset shifts and they're set intentionally and directed by the vision and the mission that you've documented and it's clear, your behavior changes. You start saying yes to opportunities you know are in line with your vision and mission. You say no to the opportunities or not yet that are not going to get you closer and you become far more intentional. This is something that many of my clients even over the last couple of months have recognized that often the shift required is far more powerful in what you have to see yourself as, particularly getting paid what you're worth and, and having the inner confidence that you are uh, charging what you're worth. And your clients already will see that, but you need to see that in yourself first. Did you need to go through that shift? And once you had these boundaries, that the conversations became easier for you and the clients just went, well, thank you very much, probably even appreciated it, yes?
2: Sure. And I had to even ask myself, why didn't I have, I mean, the boundaries were so, I guess later I would almost think they were almost like no brainers. (laughs) So why did I not do it at the very beginning? And I realized it was fear, Mm -hmm. right? It was fear, fear that they wanted me to be at their beck and whim and call fear that I had to serve everybody all the time, Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't uh, within my skill set, fear of what would they think. And I'm not even a huge people pleaser. I mean, I like to please people, but I'm not, I'm not one that just, you know, really has to do that. So why was even I having those struggles? And I realized it was fear. It's fear of rejection, fear Mm -hmm. of what I didn't know. But when I put those boundaries in place, nobody blinked an eye. Mm -hmm. It's like calling for a hair appointment. And she says, I can take you Thursday at three. You can either do it or you can't. Yes. And I realized I never got angry at them. I don't get angry at the doctor when I call in and they tell me, you know, here are the open times, what works for you. Mm -hmm. So why was I making everything so loosey goosey for everybody else at at my own detriment? So then I kept going back to what does the Bible say about fear? So, you know, at Mm -hmm. the time I'm afraid I will trust in God from Psalms and then, you know, be strong and courageous. And you mentioned something earlier, Anne Marie, about writing things down. Mm. And I, I, Joshua is, I'm a big fan of the book of Joshua and in it, you know, he tells them to take the stones of remembrance
1: mm-hmm.
2: when they cross the Jordan river and to let that be a Testament and to tell your families, tell your kids what I've done for me, for you. And I had to sit back and go, where were other times in my life that I was afraid and, and And where was God and what did Mm -hmm. he do and what happened? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So if he was there when I was afraid as a little girl, if he was there when I was afraid as a college student, he's certainly going to be there as I'm afraid as a mom or a business owner or for the next thing. So then the beautiful thing was even in all of this, yes, I did what I needed to do, Mm -hmm. but it really wasn't all about me. It's not all about us. It never is. And really learning to lean into If he has equipped me and called me, then I need to just step out and be strong, courageous, and keep moving. Yes, and that's what I would tell the listeners. Right, it's what I tell my coaching clients.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Us to do something, and yeah. we need to use those resources. Yeah,
0: and I, I love how you've said that. You know, when you put the boundaries in place and you had those conversations, then taking a step back and thinking, "Why hadn't I done that earlier?" So often we will do that. I'm sure when you looked at those situations, that were challenges, that were issues. And God said, you know, took you through sometimes and oftentimes we borrow his strength. Then we get to the end of it, uh, at that situation. There's a lot of character that then has been strengthened in us and shaped in us. <laughs> and I think that beautifully segues into another area you want to talk about. You know, each day is an opportunity to become who we were meant to be. Hindsight, I think, is such a great, a great tool if we reflect back and look at it as opportunities for learning I'm sure that you can look back on many of those challenges and you know what God wanted me to go through that because I needed that particular strength and character for the next season and where I didn't yet see where he was positioning me speak a little bit into that because I think people may be going through situations where they're thinking why God why God but that's when we need to lean in and just trust you've got me it's maybe difficult but I don't need to do it on my own share a few insights that you've learned a Along the way sure you know I heard a
2: quote by I think Steve Jobs and he said life is lived forward and it's understood in reverse mm. and I think that's so very true because in the forward movement we don't see the whole picture you know God says he's gonna be a light into our path he doesn't say he's gonna light it up like a baseball field he's talking about a couple of steps and he does that so that we will stay dependent on him because I just have to tell you, I know if I didn't have to stay dependent on him, I'd probably be crazy. I'd probably be out trying all kinds of things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Not really working in my best. Yeah. And so I think part of my journey has been number one, nothing has been wasted. And then I can remember as part of that whole introspection and, and that fear and why have I not been charging and all of that. I had to really sit and ask myself, who am I? Mm. Who am I? Really? Who am I? And am I who I think I am? Am I who people around me think I am? Or am I who God says that I am? Because those often are different, right? Because we tend to hear a kind of the negative in our brain, mm. or we focus on the one bad review or the one comment that was a little bit askew. And so i had to stop and say to myself i'm not yet who i am becoming Mm -hmm. right that's the beautiful part of the cross is that god sees us through jesus as we will be but we're working out our salvation every day to become her or him and so i wanted to be intentional again about who i was becoming and so ephesians chapter one is one of my favorite books when it talks about who we are in christ And it says that in love that we are chosen and redeemed and adopted and blessed and forgiven. And so I had to sit down and go, is that who I am? And is that how I'm living my life? Whether Mm -hmm. it's with my kids at the ball field or in business, because Mm -hmm. what would a woman who believed that or a man who believed that if we really believed that we were chosen and adopted and blessed and redeemed and forgiven, if we believed that grafted into the family imagine how we would really live. Imagine how yes. we would love God and love people. Just imagine what that might look like. And so I just did a big exercise that looked something like this. I decided that I was going to die at like 85 or 90. That was just a frame I chose. I was mm-hmm. in my thirties at the time. And I said, okay, so if I were to die, I'm going to write my eulogy. And I decided to write it as if I were my husband and my children, those people who had lived in my home and knew me best. Mm-hmm. What would they say about me as mom and wife? And then I, or what did I want them to say? Mm. And then I asked myself, what would I want my really dear friends to say? And then what would I want my acquaintances and business friends to say? And then I asked myself, am I her? Mm. And there were some places where I thought I resemble her. And there were other places where God really just spoke into my life. There's some work to be done. Mm. There's some iron sharpening iron that needs to take place here, girl. Mm -hmm. And I need you to trust me. That I am making you into the image of my son and you're not there on this side yet, but I'm working you there. And so then just being very intentional that in every choice and every interaction that I was every day becoming who I would be Mm -hmm. and doing it with intention. So I didn't accidentally or, you know, with
0: unintention become who I didn't want to be. Yeah. It's powerful, powerful. Um, a couple of things that I'd love to add to that, and and maybe even have some further discussion. You know, often maybe it's just me. We'll pray for something, and we will assume God can just like that. It, we can have that, but it's like praying for patience. You know that there's going to be a lot of waiting in your, you know, <laughs> in your future. And similarly, when we pray for certain things, we'll often look. You know, why is this happening to me? I asked you, Lord, for for this and that. And we don't realise that these experiences are actually shaping that uh, that particular quality or whatever it is that that we asked for. And I remember, and I can't remember who it was, but I remember the story that was shared. And I I think it was someone that was a guest on this show who said um, there was someone that had passed away and of course went to heaven and someone was showing him through the the, the house of the Lord and there was one door that was closed. They went to walk past and said, well, what's in that room? Oh, no, 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 you don't want to go in there. No, no, I really, no, no, you really don't want to go in there look i really want to have a look and see what's in there said all right you asked for that to be opened and then when the door opened and all these shelves were filled with these blessings that looked familiar and said i've been praying for all of these you know for most of my life said yes but you never really believe that it would be yours and it's like how often do we do that we pray yet we don't believe we don't trust and I wonder how many blessings have never come really to fruition because of, um, you know, what, what we've stopped, what we haven't trusted him for, which I think, you know, you spoke beautifully into. So into that. So what would be one, one last insight that you would share with people today, considering every you know thing that you've been speaking about today which I think is valuable when we're thinking about building a business that is profit first that is, you know we're stewards in every facet of our business internally externally the actions that we take what would be one last insight you'd love to share with people today
2: oh gosh there's so many it's so hard to choose right um You know, I think something that's really been on my heart a lot over the last couple of years, when we talk about this living with intention Mm -hmm. and being able to recognize even the blessings, you know, I've heard the same kind of thing, the blessings come and they were there for ours for the taking. We didn't even recognize them because they thought we thought they were going to come packaged one way Mm -hmm. and they show up in a different way. For me, one of the things I've been thinking is where the Bible says to take every thought captive to the Lord. And so I would just like to say, as we, you know, wrap up, if we were to take every thought captive to the Lord and ask ourselves, is this a truth? Is this a lie? What are Mm -hmm. you doing with this? Your ways are not my ways. And I'm going to trust you in this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take the thoughts captive. I'm going to put them under the, you know, the full context of your word to see where they fit. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to find the truth in you and I'm going to trust that. However, it shows up. I think about when, um, moses said bless me i want to see your blessing right i want to see you and yeah and god pretty much said i'm going to hide you and i'm going to pass by and he's because you can't look on me yeah well moses wasn't expecting it to be like that mm. right but he still got the blessing because he was willing to put himself out there and take it in whatever way it came yes and i think to your point if we could be open to take the blessings and to take the lessons, Mm. however they come. That's why I love that. All things work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. All we have to do is stay called according to his purpose Mm. and I think we do that by taking our
0: thoughts captive yeah I love that here's why because so often we look at other people in business and in life too but let's talk about business and there's aspects that seem very easy for other people we can often covet that which we know we shouldn't do but I think each and every one of us has certain situations and often they're tied to our identity and as you spoke earlier who we think we are not and it reminds us we need to not put ourselves through the lens of how the world may see us or how we may see ourselves but rather who god says we are so those lessons if we're willing to take every thought captive and put it through the lens of what the bible says then that is going to be the learning that we need individually so often looking at others and what they can do easily we often then negate what we've been blessed with so we're not using those gifts and talents that are uniquely ours and too busy focusing so i love that take every thought captive bring it to prayer, you know, and, and of course Absolutely. through the various Bible verses that you know speak specifically into that. Michelle, I have loved our conversation today and I'm sure everyone who's listening and watching and the recording as well, they'd love to know how can they get in contact with you? Sure. The best place to
2: find me is on my website and that is at Scarlet. ThreadConsulting.com.
0: fabulous and of course we'll put those links and i'm sure there's some social media links that we'll put on our show notes for michelle ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash tce 286 one of the things i do for all of my guests and i would love to do that for you today as well michelle is just to finish with a word of prayer May i do that for you today Please, thank right. you. Let's pray, Father God. Thank you for the opportunity that we could hear the testimony and insights from Michelle today. There were so many blessings and learnings from the message that she shared, Lord. And may we all take some time to to really um, pray about it and think on it. Particularly, uh, ask the Holy Spirit to show us where we need to really bring to prayer what captive what thoughts we need to to captivate and and bring to Your attention, so that we can work through that, Lord we are all working in businesses that we want to glorify you in all of our decisions our interactions our actions so father we uh, really ask for your support in that area father we just want to uplift michelle and her business and her family in prayer we continue to bless the work that she's doing and the clients that she's working with as well father we ask this in the precious name of jesus amen Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I love the fact that uh, you know when you realise the the insights that you've learned and can share those with other people. It's incredible how many ahas and and we realise. And this is what I want to just end it, end with. That so often we can feel that. Isolation that, oh, I think I'm the only person that's struggling with that. But when we actually have conversations with people across the planet, across the globe, yes. we realize that we're all going through, through the same thing and there's always a way through. Um, and so thank you again for coming on the show and sharing that with us today. It was my pleasure. Thank you for
2: having me, Emory.
1: You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com stand out be heard influence want to influence real change with your own podcast access our free podcast training including no cost and low cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training that's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training